evening. Welcome to Destiny New Image Ministry Podcast Series. I'm Robin Thornhill, and tonight I'm going to talk to you about hope. Hey, Melvin. He's waving from across the room. He's on a call right now. Melvin and I are the presidents of Destiny New Image Ministry. Thank you for listening tonight, and let's get started. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for the opportunity to be used to share your word and wisdom. Use me as a vessel to enlighten, to inspire, to strengthen, to encourage, and even correct. I depend on you, Lord, and for all that is said and done, you deserve the honor, glory, and praise. Amen. The topic of hope, episode 10, is very personal to me. I have memories of pain and victory both surrounding this topic. But I am convinced that in this life, we will see tribulation and testing. It'll come to every doorstep, but in every situation, we're more than conquerors. I'm going to give you three examples of women who held on to their faith as they faced adversity. First example is a young woman who completes her PhD, starts her own company, marries her husband, and they pass their church together. Soon after the I do's, physical and emotional abuse begin. There's evidence of infidelity. Then she gets a cancer diagnosis. Second example, a young couple still in college marry and start a family. They have two beautiful daughters, both girls, gifted, serving in the church. The younger daughter excels in academia and the arts. She is a gifted dancer, poet, scholar. She's devout, very kind. She graduates with honors from her undergraduate program and begins a five-year PhD program at George Washington University. Within a year of her graduate studies, the beginning of her graduate studies, she dies of Hodgkin's lymphoma at age 22. Final example is one of a teenager living in the Deep South, an active member of the church and community, who gets pregnant out of wedlock while still in high school. Distraught and confused, she ends up spending a night in a shelter. These examples, and I'm going to tell you the end result in a moment, are examples of why we need to have this conversation about hope. What is hope? According to my online dictionary source, hope is a feeling of expectation and the desire for a certain thing to happen. Now let's take a moment to look at the anatomy of hope. Melvin in previous podcasts talked about how we were created by God as a triune being. We have a body, we have a soul, we are a spirit. According to scientists, the five aggregates of the mind are material form, feelings, perception, volition, and sensory consciousness. Sigmund Freud described the mind as having three levels of awareness, the conscious, the unconscious, and the preconscious, or in some circles, its preconscious is also considered as the subconscious. Further, according to Freud's model of the psyche, the psyche moves across all of the levels. And the psyche is made up of an id, which is the primitive and instinctual part of the mind, the superego, which is the moral conscience, and the ego, which spends its time mediating between the id and the superego. 
We all know the brain acts like a big computer. It simply processes information and senses that it receives from the body and then sends those messages back out to the body. Now, even our physical body can play a role in our ideation of what hopeful, uh, of, of what it feels like to feel hopeful or hopeless. For example, if a stressful event is presented to us when, let's say, we're tired or ill or hungry, it follows logic that our mindset is impacted by our thoughts, which actually determine our feelings and our feelings direct our behaviors. So if we're in a compromised condition, our feelings about being hopeful or hopeless may be determined as each situation arises. In a paper written by Dr. Hasnain Wazid and Hassan entitled Optimism, Hope, and Happiness as Correlates of Physiological Well-Being Among Young Adult Assamese Males and Females, there was literature in there that suggested that individuals high in hope should appraise stressors as more challenging as opposed to more threatening and thus have the ability and motivation to find solutions to ameliorate the stressful feelings and resolve the stressor as a function of disorientation. Another scientist concluded that part of what enables people to thrive despite setback, failure, and hardship is the ability to think optimistically in the face of adversity. So hope begins with a mindset. Even the scientists agree with this. We have to ask ourselves the questions. Are we able to look at the situation and see opportunity versus adversity? Can we imagine a successful outcome as our end result? Now that depends a lot on or has an influence from our socialization and environment growing up because those things, they are pooling into our belief system. Now, since we obviously can't go back in time and change our childhood or even our young adult experiences, we have to be willing to download the old BS. I'm not cussing. BS meaning belief system. And make way for the mindset that follows the guidelines of a Christ-centered model. At the top of the podcast, I gave you three examples of people who face catastrophic, painful, and disappointing life events. Yet, these women were able to emerge with pretty much no smoke on their clothes, still having hope. Well, how did they do it? The first person I described is a friend of mine, Dr. Unia Pettis, and she will actually be on the podcast later in the year. She talks greatly, and she has her own podcast as well, about her continuing journey being fueled by her faith and how she is determined to remain hopeful. In one of her most recent postings on Instagram, she stated the scripture, 1 Corinthians 2 and 5, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. I have personally seen Dr. Pettis when I visited her in the hospital. 
stare the doctors down and say, you handle your business. Do what you were trained to do. God's got this because I'm his business and he's handling his business. I am standing on my faith that I'm healed. And because of her determination, she has been released from hospice care at least to my count four times. The next example, very personal to me, is about my daughter, my precious baby girl, Krista, who went home to be with the Lord at age 22. Now, although Krista lived a short life, she lived a wide life. She accomplished more in those short 22 years that many people don't do in 99 years. Still, it was a major loss to our, loss to our family. Krista just, she was a light. She was just an awesome person. For those of you who know her, would probably co-sign on what I'm saying. It blindsided us because she was healthy and strong, and we had no idea where this cancer had come from. And it is not natural to have a child predecease you. And I'm going to be very honest. For a moment, I went into a very dark place. In public, I held it together. But in private, I was beyond broken. I continued to cry out to God asking why. And his answer remained the same to me each time. He just kept saying one word, trust. Now I went from angry to feeling like I'm going to lose it some days. But finally I got it. And I realized whose I was. I understood that my daughter had made a glorious transition to the love of her soul. And that I could not grieve like one who's ignorant about death. And I had to understand that my sorrow is not to one who has no hope. Now that's Thessalonians 4.13. So I surrendered to God's comfort and asking me to trust him. I didn't necessarily have an answer or understand, but that was not what was important. When I surrendered, it was like a ton of weight lifted off of me. And I could finally experience the pure peace that only God can give you that surpasses all understanding. And I uh, broke free of depression and confusion. And every day since, I felt the presence of the Lord and his comfort concerning this matter. I'm going to put all that in the book, which is also scheduled to come out in 2020. So y'all pray for me. Now, the last example that I have is of my other friend, Professor Hazel Edney. Professor Hazel Edney is an awesome woman of God who came through all of her early experience to now be the proud owner of Trice Edney Communications. She graduated from Harvard University. She is the president of Alabaster Ministries, She's an elder at Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church, and she is a living example of what holding on to hope will do for you. In closing, in life, we're going to face moments and periods of testing or affliction, if I can use that term, because affliction simply means something that causes suffering. There are times when we feel friendless, we feel broke. In poor health, we're lonely, we're not successful, we're not 
or we don't feel attractive. So what do we do with all of those perceived afflictions and in reality, real things? (coughs) The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers us out of them all. That's Psalms 34, 19. I submit if we begin looking at those challenges in a different light, for example, don't see yourself as friendless, know that people care about you, and you don't have to talk to a friend every single day for them to love you. And if you don't have a BFF, be your own BFF. But I tell you, there is a BFF that will never fail you. His name is Jesus. You need to do an inventory of what you have And stop looking at what you don't have. And stop with the negative self-talk and the negative thoughts. They don't belong to you. Send them back to the pit of hell. Joyce Meyer says in her book, Beauty for Ashes, how God revealed to her that part of your problem, Joyce, is you have a bad attitude. And in this particular case, he said, your problems will not be solved until you change your attitude. In other words, her perspective. So even though it hurts for us to change sometimes, sometimes that's just what it's going to take. So let me leave with you four hope builders as takeaways. And again, it's an acrostic because the teacher in me wants to make sure I do everything to keep you in the line of memory, uh, memory, that's not, not even a word, of remembering because What good is communication without comprehension and understanding and retention? H. H is for hold to God's promises. God is a promise keeper. What does his Bible say about the matter? Go and check it out. O. Every day, offer God daily worship and praise. He dwells in the midst of his praise. He will meet you there and make all things clear for you. Pray demonstratively. You gotta pray like a warrior. Say what you want to see. E is for expect. Expect to see what you're saying. Imagine it, dream it, receive it. Now the cornerstone is Hebrews 11 and one of hope. It says now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Finally, Catherine Pulsifer said, life is a gift, accept it, enjoy it, and be happy with it. Life is also a challenge, but challenges can be overcome. These people overcame their challenges. They did not quit. Thomas Edison kept working on the light bulb, failing 999 times. He concluded with an ex- with a successful attempt at number 1,000. He said he didn't fail 999 times. He simply discovered 999 ways it wouldn't work. Tyler Perry dreamed of being a director and a playwright. He wrote plays living in his car. He was homeless, but he held on to his dream. Now he owns a billion-dollar studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Walt Disney lived in a room above a garage. 
His inspiration for that famous mouse came from him watching mice run all around in his living space. All these people had dreams. They had hope. Now, what about your hope for eternal life? I would be remiss if I did all this talking and didn't offer those of you who are not saved the plan of salvation because your greatest hope is in the Savior. So if that's you, just simply take a moment and repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, I have sinned and I need a redeemer. I am sorry for my sins. I believe you died on the cross to free me from sin and damnation. I accept you now in my heart and make you my Lord and Savior. Thank you for adopting me into the family. Brother, sister, welcome to the family. It's that simple. You're saved now. Please get connected to a Bible-believing church so that you can grow and develop into a disciple. And if you have any questions because you uh, don't know what to do, just contact us. And finally, for everybody, let me close with this prayer. Lord, we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love, your love, has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Lord, you declared, you know the plans you have for us. Your plans are to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope and a future. Melvin and I are working on a faith, hope, love, toolkit, and workbook. It'll be published in 2020. We'll tell you more about that later. If you need any references for the, from this podcast, email us. I forgot to say amen to the prayer. Amen to the prayer. So good night and amen again. Tune in next Friday, same time, same place. Episode 11 will be taught by Melvin. It's entitled Total Recall, The Reset. You are blessed. Your destiny. Your destiny.